Section twenty six, part four, chapter one of Atlantis, the Antidiluvian World, by Ignatius Loyola Donnelly. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amy Graymore, Atlantis, the Antidiluvian World, part four, the mythologies of the old world, a recollection of Atlantis. Chapter one, traditions of Atlantis. We find allusions to the Atlanteans in the most ancient traditions of many different races. The great antediluvian king of the Mussulmen was Shed-Ad-Ben-Ad, or Shed-Ad, the son of Ad, or Atlantis. Among the Arabians, the first inhabitants of that country are known as the Adites, from their progenitor, who is called Ad, the grandson of Ham. These Adites were probably the people of Atlantis, or Adlantis. They are personified by a monarch to whom everything is ascribed and to whom is assigned several centuries of life. Ancient History of the East, Lenormand and Chevalier, Volume 2, page 295. Ad came from the northeast. He married a thousand wives, had four thousand sons, and lived twelve hundred years. His descendants multiplied considerably. After his death, his sons Shadid and Shadad reigned in succession over the Adites. In the time of the latter, the people of Ad were a thousand tribes, each composed of several thousands of men. Great conquests are attributed to Shaddad. He subdued, it is said, all Arabia and Iraq. The migration of the Canaanites, their establishment in Syria, and the shepherd invasion of Egypt are, by many Arab writers, attributed to an expedition of Shaddad. Ibid, page 296. Shaddad built a palace ornamented with superb columns and surrounded by a magnificent garden. It was called Iram. It was a paradise that Shaddad had built in imitation of the celestial paradise, of whose delights he had heard. Ancient History of the East, page 296. In other words, an ancient, sun-worshipping, powerful, and conquering race overran Arabia at the very dawn of history. They were the sons of Atlantis. Their king tried to create a palace and garden of Eden, like that of Atlantis. The Adites are remembered by the Arabians as a great and civilized race. They are depicted as men of gigantic stature, their strength was equal to their size, and they easily moved enormous blocks of stone. Ibid. They were architects and builders. They raised many monuments of their power. And hence, among the Arabs, arose the custom of calling great ruins buildings of the Adites. To this day the Arabs say, as old as Ad. In the Koran allusion is made to the edifices they built on high places for vain uses. Expressions proving that their idolatry was considered to have been tainted with Sabiism, or star-worship. Ibid. In these legends, says Lenormand, we find traces of a wealthy nation, constructors of great buildings, with an advanced civilization, analogous to that of Chaldea, professing a religion similar to the Babylonian, a nation, in short, with whom material progress was allied to great moral depravity and obscene rites. These facts must be true and strictly historical. For they are everywhere met with among the Cushites, as among the Canaanites, their brothers by origin. Nor is there wanting a great catastrophe which destroys the whole Adite nation, except a very few who escape because they had renounced idolatry. A black cloud assails their country, from which proceeds a terrible hurricane, the water spout, which sweeps away everything. The first Adites were followed by a second Adite race, probably the colonists who had escaped the deluge. The center of its power was the country of Sheba proper. This empire endured for a thousand years. 
the adites are represented upon the egyptian monuments as very much like the egyptians themselves in other words they were a red or sunburnt race their great temples were pyramidal surmounted by buildings ancient history of the east page three twenty one the sabians says agarthachides de mari erythro page one o two have in their houses an incredible number of vases and utensils of all sorts of gold and silver beds and tripods of silver and all the furniture of astonishing richness their buildings have porticos with columns sheathed with gold or surmounted by capitals of silver on the friezes ornaments and the framework of the doors they place plates of gold encrusted with precious stones all this reminds one of the descriptions given by the spaniards of the temples of the sun in peru the adites worshipped the gods of the phoenicians under names but slightly changed their religion was especially solar it was originally a religion without images without idolatry and without a priesthood ibid page three twenty five they worshipped the sun from the tops of pyramids ibid they believed in the immortality of the soul in all these things we see resemblances to the atlanteans the great ethiopian or cushite empire which in the earliest ages prevailed as mr rawlinson says from the caucasus to the indian ocean from the shores of the mediterranean to the mouth of the ganges was the empire of dionysus the empire of ad the empire of atlantis el Adrisi called the language spoken to this day by the arabs of mara in eastern arabia the language of the people of ad and dr j h carter in the bombay journal of july eighteen forty seven says it is the softest and sweetest language i have ever heard it would be interesting to compare this primitive tongue with the languages of central america the god thoth of the egyptians who was the god of a foreign country and who invented letters was called Athothis. we turn now to another ancient race the indo-european family the aryan race in sanskrit adam means first among the hindus the first man was adima his wife was heva they dwelt upon an island said to be ceylon they left the island and reached the mainland when by a great convulsion of nature their communication with the parent land was forever cut off see bible in india here we seem to have a recollection of the destruction of atlantis mr bryant says ad and ada signify the first the persians called the first man adama adon was one of the names of the supreme god of the phoenicians from it was derived the name of the greek god adonis the arvad of genesis was the arad of the cushites it is now known as ruad it is a series of connected cities twelve miles in length along the coast full of the most massive and gigantic ruins sir william jones gives the tradition of the persians as to the earliest ages he says moshin assures us that in the opinion of the best informed persians the first monarch of iran and of the whole earth was mashup ad that he received from the creator and promulgated among men a sacred book in a heavenly language to which the mussulman author gives the arabic title of desatur or regulations mashab ad was in the opinion of the ancient persians the person left at the end of the last great cycle and consequently the father of the present world he and his wife having survived the former cycle were blessed with a numerous progeny he planted gardens invented ornaments forged weapons taught men to take the fleece from sheep and make clothing he built cities constructed palaces fortified towns and introduced arts and commerce 
we have already seen that the primal gods of this people are identical with the gods of the greek mythology and were originally kings of atlantis but it seems that these ancient divinities are grouped together as the aditya and in this name aditya we find a strong likeness to the semitic adites and another reminiscence of atlantis or atlantis in corroboration of this view we find one the gods who are grouped together as the aditya are the most ancient in the hindu mythology two they are all gods of light or solar gods whitney's oriental and linguistic studies page thirty nine three there are twelve of them ibid four these twelve gods presided over twelve months in the year five they are a dim recollection of a very remote past says whitney it seems as if here was an attempt on the part of the indian religion to take a new development in a moral direction which a change in the character and circumstances of the people has caused to fail in the mists and fall back again into forgetfulness while yet half finished and indistinct ibid six these gods are called the sons of aditi just as in the bible we have allusions to the sons of ada who were the first metallurgists and musicians aditi is not a goddess she is addressed as a queen's daughter she of fair children seven the aditya are elevated above all imperfections they do not sleep or wink the greeks represented their gods as equally wakeful and omniscient their character is all truth they hate and punish guilt we have seen the same traits ascribed by the greeks to the atlantean kings eight the sun is sometimes addressed as aditya nine among the aditya is varuna the equivalent of uranus whose identification with atlantis i have shown in the vetus varuna is the god of the ocean ten the aditya represent an earlier and purer form of religion while in hymns to the other deities long life wealth power are the objects commonly prayed for of the aditya is craved purity forgiveness of sin freedom from guilt and repentance oriental and linguistic studies page forty three eleven the aditya like the adites are identified with the doctrine of the immortality of the soul yama is the god of the abode beyond the grave in the persian story he appears as yima and is made ruler of the golden age and founder of the paradise ibid page forty five see zamna page one hundred and sixty seven ante in view of all these facts one cannot doubt that the legends of the sons of ad the adites and the aditya all refer to atlantis mr george smith in the chaldean account of the creation page seventy eight deciphered from the babylonian tablets shows that there was an original race of men at the beginning of the chaldean history a dark race the zalma Kwakwadi, who were called admi or adami they were the race who had fallen and were contradistinguished from the saku or light race the fall probably refers to their destruction by a deluge in consequence of their moral degradation and the indignation of the gods the name adam is used in these legends but as the name of a race not of a man genesis chapter five two distinctly says that god created man male and female and called their name adam that is to say the people were the adami the people of ad or atlantis the author of the book of genesis says monsieur scobel in speaking of the men who were swallowed up by the deluge always describes them as adam adamite humanity the race of cain lived and multiplied far away from the land of seth in other words far from the land destroyed by the deluge josephus who gives us the primitive traditions of the jews 
tells us, chapter 2, page 42, that Cain traveled over many countries before he came to the land of Nod. The Bible does not tell us that the race of Cain perished in the deluge. Cain went out from the presence of Jehovah. He did not call on his name. The people that were destroyed were the sons of Jehovah. All this indicates that large colonies had been sent out by the motherland before it sunk in the sea. Across the ocean we find the people of Guatemala claiming their descent from a goddess called Atit, or grandmother, who lived for four hundred years and first taught the worship of the true God, which they afterward forgot. Bancroft's Native Races, Volume 3, page 75. While the famous Mexican calendar stone shows that the sun was commonly called Tonatia, but when it was referred to as the god of the deluge, it was then called Atletonatia, or at Onatia. Valentini's Mexican Calendar Stone, Article Maya Archaeology, page 15. We thus find the sons of Ad, at the base of all the most ancient races of men, to wit the Hebrews, the Arabians, the Chaldeans, the Hindus, the Persians, the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, the Mexicans, and the Central Americans. Testimony that all these races trace their beginning back to a dimly remembered Atlantis. End of chapter 1 of part 4